two minutes ago. What's up, friends? It is your girl, Sarah from Sarah Styles here. Happy Wednesday, halfway through. We have made it. I am so happy to have Jaren and Rosie here. They were both speakers at eBay Open. I had the pleasure of meeting them at our week at headquarters. Uh, Dana was supposed to be here with us. She does consignment. I was super excited to talk to her about how to kind of do consignment and cons uh, her business model, but she's in hurricane <laughs> village right now. Um, so she did not make it. And everyone out there who was kind of in that right now, uh, we are thinking about you and I'm praying for your safety. So um, if you guys are joining us in the live, let us know is who is here. We're going to focus the chat on inventory and how to source. We all kind of source in different ways, uh, kind of chat that way. But if you have any general questions on reselling, these are definitely great people to be asking. Uh, so as people kind of hop on, I will let uh, you guys introduce yourself if you want. Rosie, you want to go first? Oh, thank you. So my name is Rosie. Um, I been selling since 2007, went full-time a few years ago. As I mentioned before, I sell on eBay, Poshmark, Mercari, the Real World, ThreadUp, Amazon Marketplace, Craigslist. Ooh. So <laughs> a little bit of everything. Um, I sell mostly women, men's, kids' fashions, focus mostly on women's fashion, anything from clothing, shoes, accessories, purses, um, to home goods, a little bit of everything. So yeah. Awesome. <laughs> And my name is Jaron Moore, and I've been selling for five years, full-time for two years. Um, I sell primarily men's pre-owned clothing, t-shirts, hats, jeans, shorts, pants. Um, and I do have a few women's items, not as much because you guys are really, really picky for some reason. I don't know why, uh, but not as much women's stuff, although y'all are really good at shopping. Um, and then some kids stuff to go along with it. Um, and I want to, I also primarily on eBay, I want to start selling on some of the other platforms as well. I have some stuff on Facebook on Poshmark, uh, cause I used to sell on those platforms pretty heavily. And then I scaled, I scaled back whenever I started focusing more on eBay, but I like to get it to where I can have a different product offering on each of those platforms. I just don't know how I would go about doing it just yet. So that's something I'm going to try to work on going forward though. So having different inventory on different platforms. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cause I, I don't want to, I don't want to cross list just cause when I was cross listing, like I would run into the duplicates a little too often. Yeah. And I hate like telling the customer after they've already purchased an item that, you know what, I cannot give this item to you because it already sold on different platforms. Like I just I hate mean, as long as it's on eBay. Yeah, I, mean, I know. We're on all the platforms. So what do you think? Like, as long as I, I am very, very, very diligent and that doesn't happen on eBay because you get in trouble. Yeah. Once a week, it probably happens on Poshmark. And I'm like, eh, sorry, Rosie, what Because you, you're on like 17 months. <laughs> it's difficult. It's hard, especially when um, you're selling like during the holidays. So sorry, my dogs are running up and down the hall. No. Um, when you're selling during the holidays and you're selling so much more than you're used to. And it, it happens quite often, believe it or not, where I sell the same thing minutes apart oh, in Poshmark on, and on eBay, sometimes even on Mercari. And I'm just like, how is it that three people in different parts of the world bought this, thought to buy the same thing yeah. from the same person? So yeah, like Sarah said, I have to cancel Poshmark and I have to cancel Mercari. They're a little more lenient versus eBay. eBay you can get suspended. You can get in trouble. I have. I'm not going to lie. I have. Um, lessons learned. Lessons yes, learned. Yes. A lot of lessons learned. 
it's difficult. It's hard to keep track. If you're not disciplined enough to delete it right away, as soon as you make the sale on all your platforms, you're going to run into that problem. And it's quite embarrassing to have to explain to your customers, Hey, by the way, I can't sell it to you. I sold it to someone else and I'm going to pick them over you, you know, so it doesn't give for good business, you know, representation. Yeah. So it's hard. Well, I, think most, I mean, I think most full-time resellers kind of, or anyone who is selling on multiple platforms runs into it. Rosie, do you keep it like all in like Bliss Perfectly, your vendor or something, or you're going into each platform every time it sells and taking it off? Into each platform only because I have uh, multiple sizes sometimes of the same items. So I'll have like on eBay, you know how you have size five, six, seven, or eight. So individually, I mean, I do have the capability of doing it on Ven- Vendu the program that I used to delete, but I don't trust it as much. And it's not that the program is bad. It's just me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, cause I used to use Liz perfectly for that too. And now I'm just on Poshmark and eBay and I'm like, it's just easy enough for me to go to eBay as it is. Cause I can do it as soon as it sells if I'm out. Like, right. Like I just get on my phone and take it off at eBay. I honestly don't even take it off on Poshmark. Mark, you just, you just have, leave it on there. Well, my virtual assistant does it once a week. And so, <laughs> and which is why it's so a once a week, he goes in and takes everything off. But it yeah. the thing with Poshmark is you have to scroll through their search is getting oh, so much gosh. Um, but trying to find it, I'm like, well, this is taking me a half hour. I'm not, yeah. especially yeah. on your phone. Um, it was getting to be too much. Let's check in with a chat and then we'll get into, this is a general conversation, but I do want to talk a little bit about uh, inventory and how we all source. Circus Flips is here. Thanks for becoming a member. The past week or two, I announced I'm doing YouTube memberships. So if you guys want a little bit more exclusive content, more support with your dashboards, analytics, all of that, check out my memberships. Thanks for coming. Oh, that's me. <laughs> Anna is here. Uh, hey, Anna. Anna. Hi, Anna. Hey. She was at eBay open with us as well. She did a presentation on bins and Anna and I are going to be doing a weekly reseller chat, kind of like a wrap up to the week every Friday. So I think in theory, my first one is scheduled. I don't remember if I made it live on YouTube or not. So if it is scheduled, go over and hit the reminder. If not, keep an eye out for it. Hello from Arkansas. Hello. Hello. So many cross-listings tools are starting to automatically end when it sells. Oh, automatically. Oh. Like you don't even have oh. to go in and do it. Do tell us more, Katie. Yeah, what is this tool? Yes, please. Yes, I'm interested to know. I use List Perfectly. And if you're interested, there is a code down below. Um, I use List Perfectly, but I just use it to cross-list. I don't yeah. keep anything in it, like inventory management, because I'm just on two. Rosie, do you keep all your stuff in Bendu or do you? I do. Yeah. Okay. So for inventory management too. Okay. Well, not, we, we talked about my inventory management, which lacks a lot of help, but <laughs> Anna was sweet enough to um, share her inventory system with me. So we're going to tackle that. We're moving some stuff around at a warehouse. So we're going to tackle that starting next week. So I'm really excited to finally get organized. How many yeah. items do you have in your store? In my entire warehouse, not listed and listed. I, with all platforms, close to twelve thousand. Oh my god, bad. <laughs> and like, what's your current inventory system right now? Uh, just in bins by oh. category and size, so it's really bad. Okay, so does it take you a long time to pull your items once they've shipped? It's terrible. Or once they've been ordered, I'm going to be very transparent and honest. That is not my strongest Ooh. suit when it comes to my business. Yeah. Um, being organized, I grew so fast within six months, I went from having minimum, maybe 800 items to buying within months up to 10 pallets. So oh. it, it just, it was like this. 
So it was yeah. just go time, go time. I was trying to recoup my money back. So I was listing and um, I wasn't really organizing until I kind of went downtime a little and yeah. I started to try to organize and just separate by category and by size. Um, but that even that's not helping as much because I have, you know, 10 bins of sweater size small, five bins of sweater size medium. So they're not even color coded. So it's, it's really bad. I'm just going to be really transparent. It takes me a long time. But it's hard. And I like that we're talking about this because it is hard when you're like, you have all this inventory, you bought 10 pallets. That's like thousands of items. And you're like, can I organize it and not make it or list it? And then I have a chance of making money. Right. And most of us are going to pick the listing because that's how we make our money. We don't make money organizing right. um, and trying to do all of those back end things. Like I hate putting returns away. I hate it. It. I do too. I struggle. I struggle money. putting those away. I don't. I just don't. like you. They're all right. Here. <laughs> That's They're about how mine looks too. And mine I have one on my to-do list every week, and it just moves to the next week, and then it keeps yeah. moving to the next week. Um. So KB Worth is saying that List Perfectly has hinted at it should be announcing. Uh. So. That's exciting. I think that we're talking back to them automatically taking it off. I think I would keep my inventory in list perfectly if that was the case, because that's so time consuming, especially, you know, Rosie, you have 10,000 items. Jaren, how many do you have? I've got 2,500. Yeah. So I'm right about there too. And it's, I mean, yeah. you're selling 10 items ish, 20, whatever items a day. That's if there are mm -hmm. multiple platforms, taking yeah. them off is time consuming. Absolutely. BB, thank you so much for joining. Tori is here. Thanks for joining, Tori. All right, let's get a little bit into sourcing. Um, so maybe let's start with your background, all the places that you've tried sourcing. You were talking a little bit about the bins before we hopped on the live, but um, let's talk all the things that you've tried sourcing and what you like and dislike about each of them. And then we'll get into kind of what, what you're doing right now. Do you want me to go? Oh, sure. okay. Doesn't matter. Whoever wants to talk. <laughs> okay. Just um, so, okay. I've tried pretty much anything under the sun, you know, things around my house, friends and family stuff, donations from friends and families. I don't do consignment. Been asked to, but I don't. Um, I don't like to take that, be responsible. I've done RA, retail arbitrage, um, estate sales, garage sales, thrift stores. Love the thrift stores. Tried the bins, did not succeed. We'll talk about that. And <laughs> are you just not scrappy enough, Rosie? Apparently not. <laughs> not. Got to be aggressive, you know. That. Man, I believe me, I can be, but it gets scary at times. <laughs> Especially our bins is like way in the corner of a town that's you know not oh. most trustworthy. So I'm like, nope. <laughs> and uh, most recently, I've done the last three years liquidation pellets from Nordstrom, Bloomingdale's, Macy's, um, Costco. I think I've tried Target. Um, yeah, so that's it. Likes and dislikes. Um, thrift stores, I could handpick. I enjoy that. Mm -hmm. Thrill of the hunt. Retail arbitrage. Um, it's a little competitive. There's a lot of resellers here where I live. So if you're not first to the sales, um, you're probably not going to get much. Oh, I do outlets, a lot of outlets. I have a lot of friends that work at different outlets. And they call me when they need to liquidate stuff or when they're having a really good sale. Um, I love that because I get bulk at a very discount price. And um, liquidation pellets, I, I love going through the pellets. If you go through my Instagram past videos, you'll see, you will hear the excitement of my voice, but very expensive. Yes. Takes, you need a lot of room. You, there's a lot of added fees. And lately I have not bought any pellets because um, we've had mm. a lot of problems with the fright 
shipping theft. So a lot of oh. my stuff coming in, missing half of it. They drop one pellet off at a total different warehouse. And the, what a lot of people don't know about liquidation pellets is the company that sells them to you, they're not going to reimburse you. They're not going to give you a refund. Oh, not, wow. oh really? There's, There's no insurance on it? I didn't know that. Nothing. Wow. Unlike any of them? Nope. It is you have to fight tooth and nail to get some credit. And it's credit to buy more liquidation pellets. I mean, <laughs> I oh. mean, literally the last pellet I got was delivered to a different warehouse, signed by somebody completely different. And I paid, I think, 1500 It was mm. here in California. All of my designer stuff was missing. My boxes were open. And when I got to my warehouse at my scheduled appointment time, my boxes were just placed in front of my warehouse door and they were all open, rifled through. Mm. And the shipper doesn't cover? Is it, who does it go through? Right. FedEx or? Um, no, they're different freight companies, just whoever they can hire. And it's one of their biggest challenges right now is finding sources, truck drivers that want to deliver. So you have to open a case with the company that sold it to you. I've been fighting this one since the beginning of July, and they offered me $200. Well, they gave me $200. I mean, not even one of the designer items, you know, what a store. And you can't do anything about it. Yeah. So I, I mean, this is interesting. I'm glad that you're on here. I'm not glad that this is happening to you. I am glad that you are on here sharing that with everyone else. I've been, I was doing liquidation uh, maybe a year and a half ago and kind of got out of it and thinking about doing it again. But now I'm like, oh, well, if that's the case, like you don't want half of your stuff not showing up, right? Because that's ca the capital of it that you're putting up front. Oh, Rosie. So what are you doing now? It happens. I mean, I still have tons of pellets that I've gone through a ton oh. of stuff. So the inventory's there um, to get, you know, my thrill of sourcing. I'll, I'll go to the outlets, the local outlets. I have a UGG outlet that sells. I think, was it somebody that was there at eBay headquarters had told me that they used to shop at the UGG outlet that I go to. Mm. And um, it's my number one seller. They're B grade. So basically it's overstock, um, some returns. Um, new without box and I get them relatively cheap and those are my biggest profit makers. Do so, you know someone there that like helps you liquidate it out or you just go shop when they have a sale and stuff? No, it's a smaller outlet that not a lot of people know about. Okay. So there's a group of about 10 of us that go regularly and shop, especially closer to the holidays. Um, but yes, I do know the staff there and um, they do reach out to me when they have a bulk amount of like uh, clothing, jackets, pajamas, robes, socks accessories and say hey you want to buy this out and i i take advantage of it even if it's i have to buy over 100 pieces at a time um but the price makes up for it so a lot of my inventory comes in wholesale or bulk price but i still shop you know the the clarence sales you know the nordstrom rack sales and yeah and whatnot it's just fun so it sounds like sorry jaren we'll get to you no, you're fine. <laughs> i yeah, can wait yeah, I just am coming up with all these questions as you're talking. Um, I mean, it sounds like a lot of what you're doing here, too, is you have to have a lot of capital up front. And I know that you've got the um, eBay grant. I can't remember what it's called. Is that kind of what helped you get into it? Because, you, I mean, if you were buying like 10 grants at a time or are you like saving, you don't have to tell us all your finances as much as you're willing to share. But for people getting into it, you're having to put up a lot of capital up front. Do you like have a line item and save like this much is for large buyouts when someone reaches out to me or it was a grant kind of what helps you get into it? How did that? No. Um, when the pandemic started, I quit my job, not knowing the pandemic was going to start and I started working for a different company. And then we were 
laid off. I mean, luckily the company I work for paid us for six months, a great company. So um, during that time, I just said, you know, this is a sign that I need to push my business. And I had a lot of money saved up. So I used a lot of my own money to buy the liquidation pellets then because the stores were closed, Nordstrom, you know, every store was closed. So they had all this backlog of inventory and a lot of people were worried, you know, about COVID, not working, not having money. So they didn't want to invest money. So I was getting pellets for $800, $1,000, dirt oh. cheap. So I just used That's a lot when of I got into it. That's when I got into it is because yeah. they had all this overstock, right? And they weren't exactly. selling it. And then they started going up because they started buying better. <laughs> and so you couldn't get nearly as good as stuff and you were oh, paying more for it. Now it's it's tripled in, in, in what you're paying. And the shipping companies are charging a lot more. Back then, I could get one shipped from Illinois for three hundred dollars. Now it's eight, nine hundred dollars just to ship alone. Oh, yeah. I then, didn't. Huh? Because I was looking at them this weekend. If I want to do it, it's there's. I, um, just have... I mean, I would love to talk about this all the time because a lot of people think you know liquidation pellets. Oh my God, it's so fun. It's this, this. It sure is going through the boxes. The work behind it, the capital that's tied up. And not not having protection to get a refund if something happens, um, you have to pay. If you don't have a forklift, um, mm -hmm. you have to pay for late gift lift gate fee. I mean, there's mm -hmm. a lot of things that are tied upon it. So you have to have capital, and you can't expect to make that that money back yeah. right away. It's going to take months and months and months. So basically, we invested, you know, all of our savings, not all of our savings, but a lot of our savings into it, and we were hustling so so hard so fast that um, we were getting our return and we were able to buy more, basically pay ourselves back for what the pallet cost, the shipping, and then take the profits and then buy another one and another one and another one. And they were coming in so cheap that I was able to capitalize on that and really take advantage of it. To this day, I still have a few pallets that, you know, pallets of shoes that just need a little bit of cleaning or missing shoelaces or minimal things that if I'm in a spot like right now where I, I'm not confident of buying pallets because I don't trust the shipping companies, yeah. I could work off of what I have. Which is nice because that's where yeah. I feel is having all of this inventory coming in. It's definitely my bottleneck. Um, Jaren, we're going to get to you in a minute because I know you kind of started full time reselling around the same time, <laughs> right? Yeah. You're like, yeah, oh, like we didn't know the pandemic was coming. If you guys that's haven't right. checked out eBay for Business podcast, Jaren was on. Uh, I listened to it yesterday. I think it came out maybe on Monday. I think it was last week. Yeah, or last, last week. week. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, I was laughing so hard. You guys need to <laughs> listen to it. They were just having, I mean, lots of really good content in it, but like they were just having a ball in there. Uh, Tori's saying, I've never done pallets. And this is why I think she was talking about the shipping. I just got another pallet and it was great, but I've also had problems like Rosie is talking mm. about. Them. Oh, I know. <laughs> I love her. She's awesome. So I do have a question for Rosie. Yeah. So, and you too, Sarah, because I'm sure you've done the liquidation pallet. So, will you take out all the good stuff, like the more expensive stuff, and list that first, or will you just list all of it at the same time? Like, how does your process work? Well, my process is I only, first of all, I only buy manifested pallets. Mm -hmm. I try to stay away from the. And I'm going to tell you guys this story that's going to make you guys cringe, but I bought a pallet that was not manifested, and. I was, my gut was saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. But it, the picture showed some designer shoes and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to make so much money when I received it. Oh. Everything was damaged. And I'm going to tell you guys how much I spent on it. And you guys are probably oh. going to die. So it was all a loss. And um, so I lost $10,000 on that. Oh. that you hurts. couldn't sell any of it? Nothing. That Nothing. hurts. Nothing. So lesson learned, but 
as far oh. as the process. So that kind of ties together. I think Rosie's um, getting everyone out of the palette game with her. Yeah, like I know, it's just, it's, a it's, mass exodus. You do it, and if you do it right, um, start small, start slow, be smart about it because it will. It's a 50-50. It could go good. It could go bad. Mm -hmm. um, I, like Jeez. I said, I stick to manifested inventory only, oh um, especially after that situation. Yeah. Um, but even that, it comes because I've only done manifested too. Um, and it doesn't always come exactly what it doesn't. There's good and there's bad. Yeah. So I just get my manifest. I go through my, I take out obviously all the expenses stuff. I make sure that, that I receive everything on my manifest. I separate it by, yes, exactly like you said, designer, higher end, more pricey items. Those are going to get processed first. And then, you know, the the medium items, mediocre items that'll get second. And then the last will be, you know, stuff that I may send to thread up or I may have Instagram sales or I may have, you know, small warehouse sales. Um, so they're separated in those categories. But let's get this right. A lot of the designer stuff is fun to get in your palette, but it's not going to move fast. No, it it's not going to move fast. Mm. So don't get excited about a palette and say, oh my God, it has Gucci, it has this, this. It's not going to move fast. I have designer stuff from three years ago that I've yet to sell. Yeah. But yeah, that's- no, I think the sweet spot, because I do women, I did women's um, similar palettes as well. And I think the sweet spot was like maybe 50 to $100. That was more like the current or last season is what was moving pretty quickly. Um, I would do, I only did Manifested too, because I'm like way- risk it first like that just, even manifested like freaked me out um i would just go i would just go through and put it like i bulk everything so i would put all the jeans together i put all the jackets together i put all that and just list it that way it didn't matter on what um how expensive it was it just all got listed i think now if i get into the lives I don't know. I go back and forth. I think if because eBay announced that they're doing lives, Poshmark is doing yeah. lives now. I haven't gotten on whatnot yet. I don't. I don't think I'm going to. But I could see some liquidator. I've seen some people who do pallets keeping, mm -hmm. you know, that top 40, 30 percent. That's really good, and then just selling off either at cost or making a buck or two yeah. um, in live sales. But I don't. I just don't know if that's worth it. Or then you're putting your name out there as selling like all these little low end items. Um, I don't know. Or taking it to like, I have like four consignment shops around me, like Plato's and uh, Club Mentor and stuff like that. And so I could see maybe taking it there just to like recover my cost. Um, I don't know. I haven't, I didn't use, I just listed everything when I was first doing it because there was a pandemic and I couldn't get anything. Gotcha. Um, so Makes I couldn't sense. be picky. I think if I did it now, I would maybe be a little pickier. So, Jaren, you let's talk about. I know we were talking before this that you did the bins, mm -hmm. um, and now you have a new strategy that we'll get into. But did you do anything other than the bins, or have you kind of dabbled around? What did you like the best? Yeah, so I basically dabbled around with everything. Like, initially, I started off with just like an Xbox that I had around the house, some shirts, just some stuff that I wanted to get rid of. Um, and then, <laughs> so when I worked at the Texas Tech Health Sciences Center, I was purchasing manager. And that required me having like lots of connections with wholesalers and whatnot. And so I was like, okay, I'm already doing this. So why don't I start getting some wholesale accounts and, you know, do some drop shipping. And okay. so like I started developing like all these, this basically this network of just distributors. And I started like doing drop shipping on uh, eBay. I wouldn't advise it. Um, oh, why not? Tell me more. I was on a yeah, live yesterday and people were talking about drop shipping. Yeah. So so what would scare me is okay like for for my distributor right 
they would have so many GPSs, right? And so in my inventory, I put, okay, hey, we got five of these. And then inevitably somebody would place an order, right? For however many, and I would go to place the order with my distributor and they would be out. Ooh, and then and it was so, kind of- yeah, they wouldn't have any more. And they're like, oh, we're not going to have any until, you know, five days from now. And I'm just like, <gasps> so then you cancel it. Yeah. So I, I would try to do whatever I could. I'm like, yeah. do you mind holding on for, you know, a week? You know what I mean? Can I ship these out to you at this point? Like it, it just became too much because I would, it, it wouldn't happen all the time, but it would happen enough to the point where I was just like, I got to have more control of the inventory. You know, yeah. it was and good. Like the price is today because it's yeah, your so name that's on the line, right? It's your name that's on the line. Like the margins were good on it, on, on some of the stuff. Um, but like I said, it just came too much. It came to be too much because I was having to try to like find, okay, where can I get this product from now that my supplier doesn't have it? So I'm looking over here at different companies trying to find it. And I'm just like, this is just, it's a mess, you know? And so I just decided that, you know, Drop shipping is not for me. So I, I gave that up. Um, started going to like the Goodwill stores. And I was like, man, this is a little too expensive in the beginning. For me, it was. I felt like it was at least. And um, we mentioned uh, the bins. So I found the bins, started going over there. Um, you got to be oh, aggressive. Quick, at the bin. For, yeah. For people who are new to reselling, just. The bins are the Goodwill outlets. So instead of like them going through everything and hanging it up and pricing it, they just do raw donations or things that didn't sell. Mm -hmm. I know you guys know this, but for people watching, uh, they do raw donations. So they just open the bag and put it into the bin. Or sometimes they also, things that didn't sell at the Goodwill stores, they put in and they're these big tubs, which is why people call them the bins. Yeah. You're just going through items it's by the pound uh, so it's usually much cheaper uh, but you're spending a lot more time doing it sorry i didn't mean to cut you off oh, no, you're fine. everyone is up to the term yeah. we all yeah. know what the bins are but yeah so it's just a, a big clearance store ours is we just call it the pound store for mm-hmm. us it's a dollar per pound so it's pretty cheap so once i found that spot like it really helped me to just kind of take off as far as inventory um Along the way, I've done some buyouts. Um, I've also hit up some garage sales, estate sales. Um, let's see here. So my uncle, his church, they did a garage sale. And basically we agreed at the end of the garage sale, I would come and pick up everything. So the problem was it was all women's stuff. Now at the time I was like, okay. Send it my way, Darren, send it my way. <laughs> at, the, at the time I was like, man, I wanna get more into women's, you know what I mean? Try to learn a little bit more. And it was it was so difficult for me because it was slowing me down because I didn't know how to list women's stuff, right? This collar and you know this type of fabric and this sleeve. And I was just like, it's just a short sleeve, you know what I mean? Like it's just that simple, you know, but that's not what you guys want to hear. And so I'm like, it was just, it was too much for me. And so I I, I got all of it, but that I learned a lot buying or I learned a lot from getting all that stuff. And it was just that I wasn't set up to do women's stuff at that point. So it would have been best to just not even have gone that route. Um, let's see here. Oh, and then also do you do any women's or you're like, I'm not even trying to mess with that. You're going to do men's. So I'll do women's right. Um, but it's gotta be simple stuff. 
Yeah, I feel like we're in the same boat where I'll do men's, but it's got to be like, if I see a men's Patagonia jacket, I'm going to buy it. Yeah, yeah, sure. But other than that, I'm like, I don't know anything. Well, men's stuff is simple. It's a but, lot. Well, so I take it back. I think the harder part for me with men's is it's harder to find because y'all like oh, yeah. wear it oh, yeah. to death. Yeah, that's what we we're talking about. And I've mentioned this several times, but men don't get any love. When you go into, you know, the thrift stores, you can't even find the men's stuff. Because like, men don't donate it. Like, my husband would still be wearing his cargo shorts from Y2K, which are coming back. <laughs> it would have been the original Y2K if I wasn't like, get rid of that, dude. Like, there's a hole in it. Yeah. No, it's, that's understandable. But I'm just like, we need more men's stuff. So that's why I've been wanting to bring in more women's stuff. Because, like, if I'm going to scale to the heights that I want to, yeah. in, in my area at least, like, there's an abundance of women's stuff. And so I'm like, okay, hey, I need to start increasing my percentages of women's items but you know that's going to come with me getting some more brand knowledge and you know what i mean well so I know, Tori that saying, effort. her husband does all the listing um and it took him a while to learn all the terms mm -hmm. but now he's an expert oh good yeah so there's hope there is hope it is <laughs> a lot to learn and i i do it because i've spent 30 almost 38 years doing it like i i've just been wearing it and buying right. it knowing it right and so it doesn't to me i don't think about it because i'm like well yeah obviously that's a blouse like Absolutely. i just know it yeah but you can find enough inventory to mm -hmm. do how many are you listing a day or a week or so a right now just 20. a day yeah 20 a day that's a lot to find i don't think i could find 20. so let's get into what you're sourcing now and how you're finding because yeah. 20 items a day you do seven days a week yeah, seven days a week. Okay, so that's like 140 items. 140 items. Uh -huh. Yeah. So how are yeah. you in your inventory? I couldn't find 140 men's items in like. <laughs> I know. Ones that are worth selling. That yeah. don't have holes in them or like aren't, you know, Target. Yeah. So um, how I source my stuff now is I have somebody who sources for me. We call them sorcerers, right? A wizard. Like, like not, yeah, not the wizard, <laughs> the Harry Potter wizards. But um, he sources for me and I met him at the bins, right? He's a, he's a fellow reseller. And um, I noticed about him that he paid very close attention to detail. You know, he knows brands. He's willing to look up and research items. Like he just, he has just this clean image about him, very honest. And I was like, man, like, cause he's up there all day and he's looking for vintage stuff though. And, you know, vintage stuff, like they're kind of few and far in between. And I had been looking for somebody to source for me, going to the flea markets. I was like, man, I don't think this is going to be a good fit just because the people that were up there, they didn't really understand reselling, I don't think, at least online. And I was like, OK, I don't I don't know if I can, you know, establish a partnership with any of these guys. And so, like I said, me and him would always chat, always have conversations. And just this one day I was like, man, let me ask him if he if he wants to start sourcing for me. And so I went up and I told him, um, you know, hey, why don't we agree to this price right here? You know, you're up here all day. Uh, you already know what I like, just simple stuff, mall brand stuff. Um, you know, if you can find me this amount of pieces per week, you know, I'll pay you this amount and, and that'll be that. And he was like, yeah, like, I think that that's a really good idea, you know, because like I said, he's looking for that vintage stuff already. He's going to be up there all day anyway. So you might as well get paid for your time. So we agreed. And we've been going strong for, I want to say like six, seven months now. 
And like uh, I was I telling mean, you, if anyone out there lives in Denver, Colorado, and they <laughs> want to be my sorcerer, <laughs> sorcerer. <laughs> I, that's what I need. I've tried it with a couple of people. Um, and it's just not some of the people I've tried are like, well, I could sell it for more. And I'm like, yeah, but you also have yeah. a of a thousand items in right. your garage. So right. Are you going to sell it? Right. Um, and the other thing, I don't go to the bins that often. I need to work on getting that connection. So how many hours do you think he's up there to get your 140 items a week? Uh, so he would be up there all day, like I said, because he's he's that's what he was doing before. So he literally, well, he would go probably around ten, and he'd leave it around like five, I guess. So and so it's like all day for him to get. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, he's there all day. Right. Yeah, I mean, because he's he's treating it like a job. And I actually talked to him last week, and I, I asked him a question. I was like, "What would it take for me to cash you out?" And essentially, like you stop reselling and you just focus on sourcing for me. Cause he doesn't, he doesn't really like, you know, listing. He doesn't really like photography. He doesn't really like that stuff, you know, and he's really good at sourcing. And so I'm like, what, what would it take? And so we talked about that number and that's just the goal, you know, your first that, employee, Jaren, Yeah. So that's going to be the goal is to, you know, cash him out and have him just literally focus on sourcing for me. He doesn't have to worry about putting anything on eBay, nothing like that. You know what I mean? But I, I, I want to pay him like really, really, really well. You yes, know what I mean? Right. Like I want to see him do, I want to see him like crush it and do some crazy numbers. But I also know that that means I got to scale. And so, but it's just something we talked about. So without like as much as you're willing to tell us, um, because I think it's interesting when people have, you get to a certain level and you just can't source enough to right. get to the level that you want. You have to bring other employees on for various different things. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes it's for sourcing. Um, but do you pay like by item or by pound or by hour and like moving him on? Are you thinking like he would have like just a salary and he would be your, like, how would that, as much as you're willing to indulge us, yeah. we don't have to get all the way into your finances. Um, but I think it's interesting to hear kind of how people are setting up these relationships. Yeah. So right now it's by the piece. So and no matter what item he brings me, it's just by the piece. Like and he knows that. And that's why I say like he's he I mean, he's just such a nice guy. So generous. And, you know, we legitimately try to do the best for each other. Yeah. Right. So I'm constantly trying to do the best for him. He's constantly trying to do the best for me. So we just have that that relationship that works well. Um, but I would say like going forward. Like, cause I still want him to just kind of be like a contractor, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want him necessarily being my employee. Yeah. Um, but then I would probably pay him like per month, but it's going to be like, you know, probably like 6K, you know what I mean? Like just to focus on like sourcing and, you know, stuff like that. But then with like a minimum, like I need at least this many items. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he would, yeah, he would know that. Like we got to have at least, or, or, or a certain dollar amount. Oh yes, right. You know what I mean, like or or a dollar amount, but yeah, we definitely because I I think at some point we've been talking about it. We want to start like wholesaling, like we want to be able to get enough inventory to where we could wholesale to other resellers if we wanted to. You know that's what I mean? A lot. Just yeah. from the bins? Oh no 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 no! Oh, we I was like, oh my god, that's so much. No, mm -mm, <laughs> no, no, there's not that much good stuff at the bins. You know? Yeah, because that's so, my struggle is I do the bins the bins by far yeah. the best price yeah. um but it's so hit or miss i'll go for two hours and get three items <laughs> right and then i'm like well it's just two hours of my day have been spent where you, like the first i can at least consistently know that i'm going to get stuff um, right. which is a struggle we're checking in with vintage uh, do either of you guys sell vintage really i mean if i come across it i will but i don't get it that often i don't know nothing 
talking about vintage. I went to an estate yeah. sale last weekend. It had a lot of vintage stuff, but I knew nothing. Yeah. And I posted videos on my social media and people were going crazy over all the stuff. <laughs> and it, they're like, you should have got that. You should have bought that. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know. It's a whole nother. I mean, Tori is. and they do a lot of vintage. And I actually messaged her this week about it because I bought it. So I've been buying out closets. I'm having a hard time mm -hmm. stealing as many items as I want because um, I don't love going to the bins all day, every day. Uh, and the closet that I just bought is a lot of vintage. And I haven't done vintage in a while. And so I was messaging Tori. I'm like, remind me like about this. And, you know, a lot of it's just like the zipper and the stitching to learn. I don't mm -hmm. not for clothing. I don't do any of the hard goods and stuff. Um, Anna's saying too, I never want to pay someone the bare minimum. I agree. I think if you take care of your employees or your contractors or whatever it is, yeah. I've heard there's a huge market for vintage, but I never ever see anyone actually wearing vintage. You're definitely not following Tori because it's all over her social media. She wears vintage all the time or breezy brown VZ was on last week. She does it. Um, Super Geeked is also a vintage seller. You guys can check her out. You may not even know people are wearing vintage because people will mix it with modern pieces. And a lot of vintage is coming back new, right? Like mm -hmm. trends just repeat, right? Oh, and yeah. so you go to the stores and you're seeing these Y2K 90s trends brand new, but a lot of people are just getting them from Y2K 90s, eBay or whatever. Um, it's like Christmas at the bins. You never know, but it's exciting, but it's a time suck if you don't find anything. Yes, I wear tons of vintage and mix it. Um, so that's kind of my struggle. I'm going to talk a little bit about what I do just because we have a whole different realm. Um, if you guys do have questions, we have probably about another 15, 20 minutes. Um, we'll be hanging out. You guys can ask any questions. They are amazing resellers and know all the things. So if you have general questions about reselling, definitely make sure to ask um, anything specific about inventory as well. I've been buying out closets. It's kind of like pallets in the sense of like, I just bought a thousand items. Um, I finally started manifesting them and asking them to send me like their posture eBay report. Cause I was kind of just scrolling through their store and being like, that looks like good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't have a 10,000 bad buy. Uh, but one of these ones that I got. One of them, I mean, you learn and I appreciate the transparency. I mean, I do. I really appreciate the transparency because there is so much <laughs> learning that happens. You're not just good up front and you are going to have That's right. That's yeah. right. And I'm not ashamed of it. Every It's a lesson learned. Yeah. Learned. I take it as and that. And you help us out too when you share that information because we all have mistakes <laughs> and stuff. So. I know I was going to get back into pallets and now I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm getting the inventory in large, but you know, I just bought a thousand items. So it's like pallet sizes. But the cost of goods is so, like it's I'm not spending ten thousand dollars on it. I'm spending, you know, thrift store prices yeah. on it. Um, and so I'm trying to get a little bit better with that. So if you guys are trying to if you're getting out of reselling and you're trying to sell your closet, <laughs> send, nice me there you that, go. send me a DM. Send me a DM, mostly women's clothing um and stuff. It's it's working, but it's also it's a lot of processing and it's not the hand picking. Thrifting by far is the best for me, the best return. Um but it's the most time consuming for me because I'm going out there and buying it. Right. Yeah. I think we've all kind of scaled to the level of to be listing as many as we want. You're sourcing it full time. Right. Oh, yeah. Or you're buying large pallets. Mm -hmm. um, and so trying, I'm trying to go between the, and the problem with us is our thrifting is so expensive. You have to go on a sale day and our sale days mm -hmm. are on weekends. 
And I am not about that life anymore. Oh. <laughs> I used to shop on the weekends, but now that my kids are in school, I'm like, no, I want to go to their soccer games. I want right. yeah. to do all of that. I'm trying, so I'm trying to get um, outside of that and kind of testing the waters in buying these closet buyouts. Um, but I might have to go, Darren and our, I were talking a lot at the eBay open uh, prep about finding a sourcer. I think I need to like make it like go weekly to find, I may have found someone I know uh, she's up in Boulder that will do. Uh -oh. Yeah, that'll work. Fingers crossed. So if you're in Denver Metro and you're looking, you like the sourcing <laughs> and you like nothing else, send me a DM on Instagram. Do you put your eBay store on vacation and actually take a vacation? That's a great question. That Fred. is a good question. Yeah. What do you guys do? I do not. I have major FOMO for missing out <laughs> a sale. <laughs> You, so do you just not take vacations or do you have employees and people that can help out if you are gone? I take vacations. I do take vacations, um, but I'm still working while on vacation. I know, sad, sad, sad. Yeah. But what about like shipping and stuff? How do you, do you? I have an employee and my boyfriend. He's been selling on eBay much longer than I have. Um, he doesn't like it very much because much like me, he can't find anything anywhere. So oh, it's frustrating. And oh, then it's frustrating. It gets really hot in the summer, really hot. So he helps out a lot. Um, if I go, um, like I went to Mexico during the summer, I did shut everything down because I really wanted to enjoy the vacation. So, so maybe did. once a year I will shut it completely down. But other than that, nope, I have fear of missing out a sale. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Jaren, what do you do? So, okay. So I have done like the vacation setting before. You know, but like I'll still accept offers, you know, obviously wouldn't ship out anything until I got back. Um, I would still have sales to come through. It wouldn't be as many, um, but, you know, I would still send out offers as well. But I've, I've never really just like shut it down completely and not worried about it. Just because, like I said, the offers are still coming in and I want to be able to, you know, accept the offers or decline the offers. But like when we did eBay open, fortunately, my wife was still here at the house. And so like, I didn't have to put it on vacation or anything. So, I mean, literally. Your like wife she, she, is like all the kudos in the world. Cause you left her with two under three, four, your kids are little. So my oldest daughter, she's four. And then our, my other daughter, she's three months now. Yeah. yeah so and then you're like, and then also can you ship for me while I'm Yeah, here? yeah. But so this is no knock on Rosie, but my inventory is pretty organized because yeah. I have like a skew system and I didn't used to. And I used to be in that in that boat, too, where, you know, it would take me all day to try to find an item. Um, but I have numbers for everything and like it's organized because if it wasn't, she wouldn't do it for me. You yeah. know? So it literally takes like 15 minutes to pull the items. And then she's already she's faster than me at shipping stuff, to be honest. And so it takes her probably like, you know, just depending on the amount, it takes her like 20 minutes for everything, 20, 30 minutes and she's done. She's done. And it's clothing too, right? Yeah, it's clothing. So nice and simple, just, uh, you know, um, you know, just a, a poly envelope. That's all we're putting it in or a padded Mrs. envelope. Mrs. Dreams just, is amazing. Mrs. Dreams is amazing. Yeah. And she can list, <laughs> she, I think she, she can list faster than me too. Then she can photograph faster. Like she can do everything faster. Is this gonna be a family business soon? Does she want to get into it? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, Does she? No, absolutely. My daughter will help me out, but I, yeah, she does not. She want doesn't to. want to. Yeah, mm -hmm. she just helps. 
Well, that's, that's so nice of her for helping. I think it makes all the difference to have supportive spouses, uh, whether they do want to get in and do it full time with you or just help out here and there. Yeah. Um, I have done time away in the sense of, I don't have a shipper. Uh, I'm, I do not micromanage. I am far from that kind of boss type person. Shipping freaks me. I've tried to teach two people shipping and I think they probably could do it. Okay. I don't know. It just makes me so nervous because that's the last thing. Like if they do bad at photos, I just don't, li- I just don't put them up or I can fix them. But if they ship something out and it's the wrong thing, the impact that it can have on my store, yeah. it makes me, even my spouse, like bless his heart. He, I, when I had COVID, he was like, I'll do it. And he's like taking notes. And I was like, I'm just going to go do it. Like this is going to be longer <laughs> to tell you what to do. Like I'll just go do it. Um, Cause I have a SKU system too. And I have everything like it's already, uh, my shipping's already in my eBay listing. So you would know like what you would need. And um, it just freaks me out that it, it's just that one wrong thing and the yeah. wrong buyer. And my 100% feedback is gone. <laughs> Maybe once I don't back anymore, I'll be more willing to deal with it. Right. Um, so I have done, we have a couple of people that are saying in the chat, like Anna is saying she does handling time rather than using time mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done this until recently because I was talking to eBay. And so time away, you can go in and bulk edit. I know you guys know this, but for people watching, you can go in and bulk edit. And we used to have to do this, right? Go in and bulk edit and change your handling time for as long as you're going to be away. And then every day you go in and you update it until you get home or you just leave it for the time away if you're actually away. Um, recently, the past couple of times I've been away, I've done time away for two reasons. One, I don't want to go in and every day and update my handling. So it automatically does that. It also automatically sends the person, like if they send you an offer or a message, it's set, you can have it set up that says, hey, I'm away. I will get back to you as soon as I uh, can. And so I like that personal touch. The biggest reason that I started doing it is if you do handling time away and you have, let's say I'm going away on Monday. And so on Sunday, I set my time away or my handling time for three days, but I have an offer that I've accepted on Sunday and they pay in the middle of my time, my handling time away. And I don't ship it that day. I get a ding on my oh, shipping. Yeah. Where if you're due time away, you, uh, it automatically updates and it goes from when they paid. So you wouldn't get dinged. It would still say, Hey, I'm away when they paid, even though they made the offer when you were still there. Yeah. Can I explain that well enough? Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about because it happened to me. Yes. yes. <laughs> me too. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so it helps. It kind of does all the back end stuff to allow me to be away. I have yet to fully be away away. I always accept offers. Yeah. Um, I don't ship though. So I have done time away when I'm like actually physically out of my house. I haven't gotten to the point where I can teach someone to do it. Um, we do have a couple questions coming in on the chat. Where would you recommend sourcing when you live in a rural area and mall brands are even hard to find? that's a good question i would say i mean i would i would utilize the the internet and you know i mean we're already making online sales you know what i mean like so i would try to leverage the internet as much as possible i know of a lady who's in a you know remote area and she sources all of her inventory online you know i mean you can you can get on whatnot and try to purchase some things. I think Goodwill has a website that you can buy from. You can you can buy from eBay and um, you know flip it. You can buy from Poshmark and flip it. I mean, you just kind of got to be a little bit more creative, but you can definitely leverage the power of the internet. 
for sure. To add to that, most definitely the internet marketplaces. There's people that are always constantly giving things away. You might have to drive a little. You may have to pay, offer to pay for shipping. Um, I've done that in the past. Mm -hmm. um, when I do go out and source in stores, because every store has a clearance section. Yeah. I go straight to the clearance and I'll make it an entire day trip where I'm hitting multiple stores. Mm -hmm. That way I'm not having to go back and forth and hit their clearance racks. Um, just like he said, you know, I, I live in California. The area that I'm at, the thrift stores are have just been crazy expensive. Mm. Finding different things is is also difficult for me. Um, I guess it's different for me because my daughter's grown and I I don't have to do any of the you know, little kid duties, school practices or whatnot. So I can get out more, travel more. But if I do have to go, if I'm crunched for time and I, I feel like I need a little add something to my closet diversity, I'll go out shopping for an entire day and I'll hit whatever thrift store. I mean, I'll maximize my day in sourcing different stores, thrift stores, I mean, marketplace, free pickups. Those are some ideas. Ask friends and family, see if they have anything that they're, they're looking to donate. Yeah. Um, I've had that happen too. So yep. it's difficult, but it's definitely out there. If, like you said, just use the internet. It's the power of the internet. You can mm -hmm. find smaller liquidation companies that will sell smaller, you know, bundles, boxes of inventory. So yeah, use your resources through the internet. There's a lot out there. Yeah. I know of quite a few resellers who live in rural places or maybe not the best sourcing places and they'll do like road trip. I think, uh, I don't know if she does it cause she has to, a uh, super geek is here. And I know she does a lot of road tripping, thrifting, um, and going to places and making it like a weekend and then get enough for the entire month. Um, and so I don't know how rural, you are doing this, um, but that's an option too. And there's definitely a lot of places. Tori is saying online, whatnot right now. So many people are doing a dollar start uh, going into, I did a whatnot live a couple of weeks ago. So if you're trying to do that, you guys can head over there. Um, if you're trying to sell or buy, there's lots of good information in it. Uh, but going into the whatnots that don't have that many people in it, because then it's not going to drive those prices up, at least for now until people catch on. Poshmark yeah. has also started their lives Um last week they started it and I've been seeing them, I think almost every day. I haven't gone to any of them. That seems like a lot of energy. I don't have, <laughs> I don't know how people shop that way. I, I can't get into it. Um, but apparently it works for some people. Uh, I can relate to you about getting more organized. You're speaking my language. Uh, auctions is a good source. Um, so before we hop off, if people have questions, definitely feel free. I do have Rosie and Jaren's information down below. So if you guys have questions specific for them, feel free to reach out. They are both on social media, um, a whole wealth of knowledge, not just in sourcing, um, but just in general on reselling. So if you want to reach out to them and always, you know, if you leave a comment or reach out to me, I'm here to help as well. Um, the one question that I have is what sourcing won't you do? Like what sort of scene have you tried or that you're like, I'm not even going to try that. Like it's off the table or if there is one. Hmm. I'm going to touch go back to the bin story we were talking about before. Yes. I, I, I love thrifting the thrill of the hunt. The bins is ideal, you know, for bulk, but in my area, it's <laughs> safe. And like I was telling them back in the day, I was a scrapper, so I could hold my own. I'm messing with, people from here. I don't. I mean, they just shove you and I'm small and five yeah. feet tall. So I bounce like a ping pong ball. Everywhere. So I'm not oh, man. With that. No, space, that wouldn't please. be good. Yeah. 
Wow. So unfortunately, even though I've heard great things, I've been there, you know, I've, I've got great stuff. I just, nope, I can't. <laughs> and it's gross. Like, it is gross. It... Raw donations, friends. So they don't go through it. Like the things that you... Nasty. It's hard to wear gloves because you want to touch things. But then also I'm like, I will get home from the bins and my husband and kids like want to give me hugs and kisses. I'm like, do not touch me right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, you do not want to touch me. Let me go take a shower. Like, it's <laughs> and, and there's no parking time. there. There's no parking there. You have to park like a country mile away. There's no shopping oh, carts. So it's like, like maybe so three shopping carts and people are fighting over the shopping carts. So you have to like handle everything and you set it down and people take it and they don't care they have no shame here i mean oh, and i'm, I'm yeah, y'all were talking so we we're talking about this a little bit before we went live and y'all's bins are worse than ours i don't i we don't have shopping i never get a shopping cart so there's never enough shopping carts but i've never had people like go through my stuff or like i've seen maybe one fight break out um almost break out and the employees were like get out of here like oh man but y'all's bins are wild <laughs> For me, I'm, I'm with Anna. I know she played dumpster diving. Um, oh, I don't yeah. think I could do dumpster diving. Like that's probably the only one. The old, oh, you're just that, here for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I could do that one. But everything else, like I can do. Now with the bins, because I haven't been in so long, it's been wonderful not having to go. Yes. You know, um, just because of all the things you mentioned. You know what I mean? It's, it's. <sighs> like it's just a weird it's just there's so many stories that i have from like the bins like oh, do tell jaren we have seven minutes yeah but they, i mean it's just you just never know what's going to happen or i mean like there was this one time I'll, I'll give you one story so i'm just like sourcing just you know grabbing through stuff and pulling it and like i just see a rat like jump up <laughs> and I, I almost lost it like in the storm almost screamed oh, you know what i mean and i'm just like was that a rat? Like, and it just like scurried along and nobody else saw it but me. But I was just like, I'm glad I have gloves on. Yes. For one, but I was just like, this stuff is nasty. You know what I mean? Like, this, this stuff is nasty right here. I can't do rats. No, thank yeah. you. Yeah. I've never seen a rat. I've seen like spiders, um, but not a rat. And like, touch something wet, and you're like, I don't even want to know what that was. Yeah. Like. Or something's like sticky or something like that. You're just like, oh. So always, like, every time I go, I wear gloves. I got to wear gloves. See, I can't. I've tried it, and it's just not the same because you can't, like, like you can reach in and feel something and know that that's going to be something good. Yeah, I understand that, but, yeah, I, I don't take any more chances. Oh, Anna, I mean, imagine what a paradise that would be for the rat. <laughs> yeah, I know for the rat, but I almost lost my lunch that day. So I was like, no. Yes, and when people on the Internet are, like, resellers are gouging us and they're making, you know, they, why do they charge so much? This is why. This is one of the reasons this why is one we of the reasons do why. this. And y'all yes. yeah. I just want to yeah. know what bins. I see people post their bins and they're all organized, nice and neat. Mine do not look like that. Anything like oh, I'm yeah. aware. I'm willing to commute. <laughs> like yeah. what kind of organizing? Like they're mean? really clean and they have like plethora of bins full of stuff. At mine, you have to literally fight to get, you know, a mall brand shirt. Oh yeah. <laughs> like there's a lot of resellers that post videos of being in their bins and it's like, wow, where is that? It's so nice. It's so clean. The lights work. The employees, you know, want to be there. I mean, our lights work. Come to Denver. I, ours is so kind of scrappy. Not as bad as this. Um, I've never seen a rat and never gotten in a fight, but we have lights. 
You've never been in a fight at the bins before? I have not, but I'm also not like an aggressive. Like if someone tried to fight with me, I'd be like, okay, you can have it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only how I am. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Cause there's been people like they'll like play tug of war with the shoes or whatever. Cause shoes are the big thing. Like when they yeah. roll out the shoes, it's like a, a herd of people that just go to the shoes and they'll all just be grabbing onto them or whatever. That's why I stopped doing shoes. I was just like, it's just not even worth it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with that. I very rarely do the new bin of shoes yeah. because of that. That yeah. And especially if they, so they roll out our hard goods and shoes together. Ooh. And so oftentimes it'll be like one shoe bin and then all the hard goods and the hard goods people are like scrappy. And I, so I don't do <laughs> Those are probably where the fights are. It's like, like a I gang. Don't... Our new word. <laughs> a gang. A gang, huh? Um, wow. And it's like, I'm always scared in the hard goods that like there's going to be glass or like that makes me nervous. But they usually do the shoes with the hard goods. And then yeah. it's a like one bin of shoes and you have the 35 shoe sellers. Yeah. And so I don't usually actually do the shoes. Nope. I used to. Um, you get good stuff, though, when the price is right. Yeah. But it's Absolutely. just worth it. You can. Um, I love the bins, but not being around people. So I always go to the bins that are already picked when the new bins come out and still find great stuff. I would agree with this. I do yeah, this, especially cool. during COVID. Um, mm-hmm. I've done that. Yeah. And I found some pretty good stuff. That everyone's there looking for something different. That is true. Yeah. And so you can often find um, stuff. The, the thing that I don't like doing, I will do it when I need inventory. I don't like taking donations. I don't have fancy enough friends and a family. Yeah. But like none of their stuff. I mean, I love my friends, <laughs> but like they're like, "Oh, do you want to sell my stuff?" And I always take donations because yeah. anything that I don't sell, I donate to a local nonprofit here that uh, has like a free boutique for moms, uh, single parents, and their kids to come in and they can just shop. Um, so I always take people's donations and then go through it. But it's, I mean, very rarely. I have one friend. That's a lie. I do have one friend. She used to work at Lululemon. Um, and so it's her stuff. I was like, I will take your stuff whenever you have it. Um, and her stuff always sells. So all my other, like my friends and family aren't, I mean, they're like, oh, here's my target from 10 years ago. And you're I'm like, ah, cool. Not just donate it. Right. Um, and so I take it, but I don't, so I won't say that I won't do it, but I'm not, I've tried that like business model during COVID when we couldn't get inventory, even like picking up people's stuff off a next door. Um, and I don't. I never had luck with it. So I'm glad for people who have. Um, I think we are going to stop it there because I do have children to pick up. So thank you guys so much (laughs) for joining. Great guests and everyone in the chat. If you guys upcycle. Yes. Tori, I used to upcycle. So if you guys don't follow Tori, she has a YouTube channel. She is like a TikTok queen. and She does a lot of upcycle and uh, sewing on her channel. But I used to upcycle. And every time I watch her videos, I'm like, I'm just going to pull out my sewing machine again. And then I'm not going to. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she inspires me. No, then I could totally do that. And then I'm like, I don't, in what time am I going to do that? Um, I am doing weekly lives again. So if you guys are out there and you do want to come on and try and have kind of a topic for the week. But if you want to just come on and chat with us or you have a topic in mind that you are really passionate about, I'm open to having lots of different people on. I think we all have lots of things to share with each other. So send me a DM if you're interested in coming on the channel. As I said, I'll put Anna up here as well. Uh, Anna and I are starting a weekly chat every single Friday, kind of like a recap. By Friday, we're both done with work. So we're just going to hop on and kind of chat about our week and whatever comes up, maybe have guests on here and there. Uh, So definitely make sure to subscribe if you guys want to follow these chats and then also lots of really good content. I've been cranking out some YouTube videos recently. So definitely make sure to subscribe. And Rosie and Jaren, thank you guys so much for coming on. And everyone have for having us.
Thanks Absolutely. for having us. Bye guys. See you later. Oh, see, that's my alarm.